At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. It's 8 o'clock. Coming up on today, surge season. After a busy holiday weekend, Omicron cases continue to soar as hospitals and testing sites face the overwhelming effects. The staffing situation is just absolutely atrocious. I mean, it's hard to describe just how bad it is. With millions gathering over Christmas and New Year's Eve just days away, could there be more of a surge? We're live with the latest, including the major impact on holiday travel. Plus, the truth is out there. After a successful launch, a NASA telescope is on its way to orbit millions of miles from Earth. What's next for the complicated mission, including its search for life on other planets? Then, remarkable reunion. Hi. How are you? We'll share the emotional story of a mother and daughter separated at birth and how they were able to reconnect decades later. I loved her from the first time I knew I was pregnant never stopped loving her. Just ahead, their incredible story. And Bridgerton is almost back. The hit Netflix show surprises fans with a release date for season two. So when can you expect to revisit your favorite talk of the town? Today, Monday, December 27th, 2021. From downtown Pennsylvania. Savoring this lovely holiday time together. Celebrating our engagement. And make your second holiday with us. Cheers! Up early from Austin, Texas. To celebrate Lewis Hopper's 75th birthday. We love you, Louis. How sweet it is! And welcome back to today. We are so glad you are with us on this Monday morning. My Weekend Today co-host Peter Alexander is here along with Jacob Soberoff I while guess. Savannah and Hoda and Craig take some well-deserved time off. I got to say, I love all those matching Christmas PJs in the open. I was going to say, they get yeah. one good day a year and then you put them away <laughs> until 2022. I have a question. If you guys are both here... Is somebody at the White House? <laughs> yes, we have okay, the White good. House. I just want to make sure. Staffed. All right. Don't panic. We'll, we'll address that in our fifth hour. Today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Coming up tomorrow on today in our series, medical breakthroughs. We focus on a new treatment that could help millions of Americans see a bit more clearly. I'm excited about this. We'll tell you about a new eye drop that could potentially let people put away their reading glasses for good. That is tomorrow on today. But now we do want to get to your news at eight. We begin with coronavirus cases, which are skyrocketing all across the country. Hospitals are once again stretched to the brink, and the surge is even having an impact on the airline industry. NBC's Sam Brock is in Miami with the very latest. Sam, good morning again to you. Uh, Kristen, good morning. That's absolutely right. The Omicron variant right now surging a massive jump in average cases. We're looking at a seven-day average of about 200,000 infections per day nationally. But one of the biggest stories continues to be the lines for testing and the inability to meet that demand. I'm here in Miami. It is mayhem right now. We've been out here since 5 or 6 o'clock this morning where there were people waiting. Look at this line right now on the right-hand side. That's to get tested this morning. That snakes around one side of the building as it tails around 
around, you'll see people going on the other side of the building. That's the folks that are here for free testing kits. 27 different locations in Miami-Dade. They're going to be providing those today, though it's not clear how many of those supplies they actually have. It's three per family. This continues to go all the way around that building, Kristen. Dr. Anthony Fauci says that at some point in mid to late January, we will be at a point where there's enough testing kits for everybody, but that certainly does not help us right now. Health experts right now are also saying you might want to be using stronger masks given just how highly contagious this variant is. Dr. Ashish Jha, I'm with Peter earlier, said this. I really think people do have to reassess their decision. Uh, the cloth masks do very, very little. I mean, maybe, a, you know, just sort of on the margin. The surgical masks are a little bit better. Uh, they tend to have a bit better filtration. At this point, when you're out and about in, in indoor spaces, I think you should be wearing a high-quality mask. Kristen, you also mentioned Omicron's impact on travel, which has been massive as well. Over the weekend, more than 2,000 flights were canceled domestically. So far this morning, we're at 750 and counting, close to 1,000 flights already delayed. Travel experts that we spoke with say you can expect this to extend into the week because unlike with technical problems where we've seen these sort of meltdowns resolve over a couple of days, this is largely due to Omicron and weather right now, but really Omicron, and that continues to be a problem affecting the airline industry and just about everything else in the country. Kristen and Peter? That is for sure. And those long lines behind you say it all. Sam Brock, thank you. Turning now to what could be an unprecedented window into the cosmos, scientists are hoping the James Webb Space Telescope that launched on Christmas will provide new insights into our universe. NBC's Gotti Schwartz has the very latest. Gotti, good morning. Hey, good morning, Peter. Yeah, the Webb Telescope is the most complex and ambitious space project in a generation, created by some of the brightest minds in the world. And all of them are going to be watching at the edge of their seats for the next few weeks as the telescope assembles itself while heading to orbit a million miles away. And liftoff. James Webb begins a voyage back to the birth of the universe. This morning, the most powerful space observatory ever built is heading deeper into the galaxy. Go Webb! Following a successful launch on Christmas morning, the James Webb Space Telescope is now in its early stages of its mission to peer further into the universe and its origins than we ever imagined before. One of its aims, to provide new insights into the existence of life on other planets. To help us understand uh, the possibilities and maybe even the probability of potential life form, although we're not looking for the life form itself, we're looking for the environment that will allow uh, life to, to thrive. To reach this point has taken more than two decades, almost $10 billion, and the combined brain power of thousands from 14 countries. But it's still just the beginning. James Webb now uh, has its array out. Over the next few weeks, Webb will continue deploying its antennas, sunshield, and mirrors. Each procedure, a critical and complicated step to fully assemble the seven-ton telescope, a process space fans will be able to follow in real time. Now taking its first steps in pursuit of cosmological discovery. Much larger and 100 times more powerful than the Hubble telescope, which launched in 1990, Webb has the capability to see the infrared spectrum, allowing it to capture light rays from billions of years ago. It's a time machine. It's going to take us back to the very beginnings of the universe. NASA says the telescope will be able to zoom in on exoplanets in distant galaxies, examine their alien atmospheres, and beam back those images across a million miles of space to scientists here on Earth. I think after Webb's images and discoveries start to come in, I think when we look at the sky, it will be different in the future than the way we look at it today. 
A new era of space exploration with the potential to change how we see our place in the cosmos. And it's going to be another six months or so before the Webb telescope is fully up and running. And unlike Hubble, which astronauts were able to work on with spacewalks, uh, Webb is going to be way too far away to reach if something goes wrong. And if you want to talk about precision, you know that big mirror and all of its panels? Well, they have to be perfectly aligned within one ten thousandth of a single hair for all of it to work like it's supposed to. So. Fingers crossed, guys. There'll be no repairman out there dealing with that. Gotti Schwartz, thanks so much. A real lifetime no machine. Appreciate it. And turning now to some sad news from the entertainment world this morning. Acclaimed director and producer Jean-Marc Vallée has died. Vallée won an Emmy for the HBO drama Big Little Lies, and he received multiple Oscar nominations for the 2013 movie Dallas Buyers Club. In a statement, HBO called him a fiercely dedicated filmmaker and a truly phenomenal talent. Jean-Marc Vallée was 58 years old. Meghan Markle got a court-mandated front-page mea culpa from a UK tabloid over the weekend. The statement from Mail on Sunday stopped short of an apology, but it did acknowledge Markle's legal victory. In 2019, the tabloid published parts of a private letter that the Duchess of Sussex wrote to her estranged father shortly after marrying Prince Harry. The British court ruled in Markle's favor in her claims of copyright infringement. That's our news. Now, Kristen, how about a little uh, morning boost for us, maybe? Yes, I please. think we could use it on this yes, Monday. Please. Well, get this, a woman in Dallas got everything she could have ever wanted for Christmas this year when her younger brother, who was supposed to be away at basic training, surprised her on Christmas Day. What's Brought her to tears Man. and to her knees. Elizabeth posted this video on Instagram thanking the Army for letting recruits spend the holiday with their family, saying we're extremely grateful and promise to take good care of them. Guys, I have to say there is Jeez. nothing better than seeing our servicemen and women coming home and surprising their families. Nice to see a good hug, an old-fashioned hug Somebody these days, chopping right? onions in here, guys? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not onions. Um, coming up next, we'll have a heartwarming reunion four decades in the making. How a mother and the daughter who was taken from her finally found each other. That's right after these messages. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is 
constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're back now this morning with a remarkable reunion between a mother and daughter more than 40 years in the making. Yeah, this is really special. The mother holding out hope since the 1970s that one day she'd finally get to meet her baby girl. Our senior national correspondent, Kate Snow, has the amazing story. Kate, good morning. Good morning, guys. Nancy Womack was a teenager when she gave birth to her firstborn daughter, Melanie, back in June of 1979. But Nancy was never allowed to hold Melanie before her baby was taken and adopted by another family. She searched for that daughter for years. And then in 2018, everything changed with a DNA test. I loved her from the first time I knew I was pregnant. Never stopped loving her. Nancy Womack was just 16 years old and living at an orphanage in Dalton, Georgia, when she learned she was pregnant. The orphanage director found out and sent Nancy to the Bethesda Home for Girls in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And it was a long dirt road from the main road down to Bethesda that just kept going and kept going. It was like a nightmare. Bethesda was one of a network of children's homes founded by preacher Lester Roloff, who advertised the home as a place where troubled kids would learn discipline through the word of God. But according to court filings that would eventually lead to the home's closure, girls who lived there said the discipline was achieved through physical abuse and fear. You just learn after a while, after being abused and slapped, I guess survival mode kicks in. Just let me get through this day. After six months at Bethesda, Nancy was put on her first airplane to fly to Tennessee to deliver her baby. I remember going into labor and they just give me a shot and put me out. I don't remember having her. I don't remember them wheeling me into the delivery room. I don't remember nothing. She was then gone by the time, by the time I woke up. What Nancy does remember is the love she always felt for her baby girl. She was my firstborn. It's something that you never really get over. I remember thinking, well, she should be taking her first step now, or she should have lost her first tooth, or her first day of school should have started. And every year on her birthday, I know it didn't make any sense, but I always baked her a cake. She would be 12 today. She would be 13 today. She would be 14 today. On the other side of the world, in South Africa, a little girl named Melanie was growing up as the child of missionaries. My parents have always told me that I was adopted. They said it was important for my biological mother that I go into a good Christian home. I always had a lot of questions about her. I wanted to find her. I wanted to know more about her. I think there was fear that it could be very hurtful if I dug more and found out that she didn't want me. Melanie eventually had two children of her own. I really started thinking about what will I tell them about where they're from? And so I decided to do ancestry. The most interesting part was that it came up with a DNA match. It had been almost 40 years. And I thought, you know, why not? My name is Melanie Spencer and I was born in June of 1979. 
I was adopted as a baby from Eastridge, Tennessee. My adoption was closed, but I think my mother's birth name was Nancy. Nancy's sister received Melanie's message. She said, yes, I know the story. She said she was looking for her adoptive mother that she was born in Eastridge on June the 14th, and I knew, I knew who she was. So I connected with Nancy through Facebook. Hello, Melanie. Hi. How are you? It's good to finally find you. I've wondered about you for a long time. It's a little overwhelming. There's not a day goes by that I'd have not thought of you. I want you to know that you are loved so much. I'll answer any question you have. After 42 years, Melanie drove from her home in Maryland to meet her biological mother for the first time. Oh God, I'm so nervous. How are you? God, I'm so glad you're here. 42 years of questions. It feels like coming home. And she's just what I thought she would be. <laughs> she's beautiful, she's smart. These girls on the Bethesda groups, they talk about forgiveness and healing. Then they say, let it go. I can't let it go. Yes, yeah, she's in my life. But so many things I've missed. But maybe after this, it won't be so bad. She will know the truth. I'm happy that she will know that she was loved. NBC News made numerous efforts to contact Roloff Homes, the former operators of the Bethesda Home for Girls, but we received no response. You heard Nancy mention Bethesda online groups. There's been a wave of activism recently from people who call themselves Bethesda survivors. Nancy has shared her story with other moms who still haven't connected with their babies. She's hoping that she'll be able to inspire them guys to keep searching. Kate Snow, Man. what a remarkable, beautiful story. That moment where the two of them meet for the first time, it's unimaginable. More we than just 40 consider years. 42 years in the making, her mom making a cake every birthday, mm. even in her absence. And then finally that moment when the two of them meet, Crazy. it's just so powerful. The hair on my arm stood up when, when she said in the message to her mother, you know, this is who I am. And she goes, yes, I know the story. Yeah, and, and, she, and she said it feels like coming home. Yeah. Those DNA really changing everything. So nice. All right, beautiful indeed. We do want to take a turn and bring back meteorologist Jeff Ranieri, hey. who's in for Al this morning. And Jeff, I know you are tracking travel home for a lot of folks. It's going to be a headache. It definitely is, and it looks like winter is finally going to make a comeback here through the Northeast as well. So as we get a look at that map, we're really focusing it on two different things here. We've got some wintry precip moving through Pennsylvania, also portions of New York, and then out in the west, of course, that heavy, heavy snow through the Sierra and that rain moving through the San Francisco Bay Area. So Northeast and also the West going to be the top two travel delay zones. Let's go ahead and bring it into the other story, and that is the temperatures. You want it. We've got it happening on this map. Look at this 80s in Texas, 70s and 80s through the southeast. You can still go to the beach in Florida if you want. And then up towards the northeast, northeast, finally starting to feel again like winter with 20s and 30s. Up towards Montana, we have temperatures near zero, wind chills minus 40. So we got the snow and the record lows back out here towards the west, record warmth in Texas. And then again, some rain and snow through the northeast. 
And that is your national forecast. So, uh, you guys, I packed a heavier jacket, uh, you know, for the trip. Looks like I'm finally <laughs> going to be able to use it. You know, put it on, Jeff. Put Whip it on. Whip out that winter coat. All yeah. right, Jeff. Thank you so it. much. Time now for Pop Star Jacob. We need you to put on your Carson Daly hat. That is a tall task, but I will do my best. <laughs> First up in Pop Star this morning, Bridgerton. Fans of the hit Netflix series were treated to a nice surprise on Christmas Day. Lady Whistledown herself bringing the cast together one year after the show premiered to announce the release date of the highly anticipated second season. Is it March 25th? March 25th it is. The big day. The second season of Bridgerton will focus on the family's eldest son, Anthony, and introduces the Sharma family to the cast. We cannot wait to check that out. You going to tune in? Oh, yeah. I'm not sure who's more excited, me or my mom. I think my mom might actually yeah. win the prize. I love that the cast was like reading and being like, oh, wow. March Here we 24th. go. March 25th. March Calendars 25th. are circled. Do not forget. Do not forget. Coming up next, Olivia Munn and John Mulaney. Over the uh. weekend, the couple introduced to the world their brand new baby boy mom and dad each sharing a snap of the little guy on social media john writing in the caption meet malcolm he up mulaney he has his whole life ahead of him he hasn't even dried seltzer yet uh, i'm very in love with him and his whole deal mom olivia's vietnamese heritage represented in baby malcolm's beautiful middle name it's the first child for both john and olivia we are sending them a big big congratulations this morning congratulations you guys he's a beauty so cute right yeah and uh, finally, you guys, this is crazy. Jared Leto, the Oscar-winning actor, celebrated a big birthday over the weekend. You want to guess how old he is? Mm, 40. Yeah, I'll tell you, Jared Leto just celebrated his 50th wow. birthday, right? Uh, the big 5-0, he shared this photo, check this out, on social media, showing off, what? A physique that sets the bar pretty high for middle. He does not want to see this 38 bod That's at all. Yeah, giving 25 year olds a run for Goodness. the money. And uh, this complete transformation from his most recent big screen appearance in House of Gucci, House of Gucci, of course. We don't know how you do it, Mr. Leto, but happy, happy birthday to you. Yeah, that guy happy is all jacked indeed. up for the holidays. That's what it looked like a couple of weeks ago. It changed. Uh -huh, uh -huh. It changed after all that pie. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Jacob, thanks so much. Go yeah. ahead right here. Everything you need to know about returning <laughs> those not quite right holiday gifts. The store deadlines, plus how some retailers are actually making it easier to return your online shopping purchases in person. We'll have the latest. Back at 8.30 on a Monday morning after plenty of folks enjoyed a long holiday weekend. It seems like a lot of us went to the movies over the last few days. The latest Spider-Man film, have you seen this shattering records Huge. for the yeah. pandemic? Getting yeah, big a weekend lot of buzz. And coming up, Joe Fryer takes a look at some new perks movie theaters are offering as they compete with streaming services to get customers off the couch. Plus, Amy Brightfield from Better Homes and Gardens joins us with more on those pesky holiday returns, including why it might be better to make your exchange changes in person if possible. Then Bon Appetit Chef Brad Leone, he is here. His YouTube videos of more than 7 million views this morning. He's sharing a delicious recipe for a maple pork tenderloin that is perfect for your holiday table. That sounded pretty good. Yeah, that makes me hungry. <laughs> and coming up tomorrow on today, as the calendar is about to turn to a new year, our friend Stephanie Rule joins us with everything you need to know to file your taxes in 2021. Yeah, thanks for the Debbie Downer on that one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Here we go for April of the next year. We want to check in with Jeff Ranieri for another oh. look at the forecast. Jeff, good morning. 
Oh, I don't even want to think about taxes right now. All right, <laughs> let's go ahead and get you into that forecast. We're going to get you all ready to go for the week. A lot happening. So as we head through today, we've been talking about that heat through the southeast. Record setting highs, 70s and 80s, 20 to 30 degrees above average. Some wintry precip here through the northeast and heavy snow in the Rockies. As we hit Wednesday's forecast, the focus is going to shift. We get severe storms. We'll be tracking in the southeast. Stays cold, more snow through the west. And let's take it into Friday. Friday, yes, 2022. It's almost here. We all need a new year and some snow showers in New England, some sh also showers in the Tennessee Valley and heavy snow through the Rockies. And that is your national forecast. So 2022 just around the corner. I don't know about you guys, but I'm ready to turn the page over to, to something new, right? I think we all are. I yep. feel yes. you on that one, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Let's, uh, let's turn that clock ahead as fast as we can. Yeah. Yeah, thanks so much. Up next <laughs> right here, a big comeback in the box office this holiday season. But can movie theaters keep it up as they compete with all those streamers? Well, you might be surprised at some of the new incentives to lure customers away from the comfort of their homes. But first, this is today on NBC. After two years of uncertainty for movie theaters during the pandemic, this morning more Americans are heading back to the big screen thanks in part to a blowout holiday weekend for Spider-Man. NBC News Now anchor Joe Fryer joins us with that and a preview of what's coming. Joe, good morning. Hey there, good morning to all of you. You know, with Omicron surging right now, despite that, it was a record-breaking weekend at the box office for Spider-Man. And now with more superhero sequels and other big franchises coming out again, movie theaters are looking and hoping to make a big return. This morning, signs the big screen is mounting a blockbuster comeback. I love coming back to the theater. I'm going to keep my mask on the whole time, but I'm not really concerned. The holiday weekend enjoyed a powerhouse showing with Spider-Man No Way Home breaking records by raking in more than a billion at the global box office, the first pandemic era film to hit that mark, a heroic feat for an industry looking to bounce back. I did see it, but I have to see it again. Sing 2 by our parent company, NBC Universal, has brought in 41 million since its debut last week, while The Matrix Resurrections, which debuted both in theaters and on HBO Max, pulled in 22.5 million. A recent survey found one in five U.S. adults would feel comfortable heading back to theaters within the next month. Marvel movies will likely continue to lure many moviegoers into their universe with sequels to hit franchises like Doctor Strange, Thor, and Black Panther slated for release. Coming attractions also include the highly anticipated debut of Robert Pattinson as Batman and the return of Tom Cruise in Top Gun Maverick and Mission Impossible 7. But the silver screen faces tough competition from streaming, which is increasing screen time at home. Next year, Disney Plus will debut new exclusive titles like Hocus Pocus 2 and Peacock, which is owned by NBC Universal, the parent company of NBC News, will stream most Universal films as early as 45 days after their theatrical release. Meanwhile, come January, streaming giant HBO Max will no longer offer its popular same-day release plan, a move that may get more people back to the theater. In 2022, do you think we're going to see fewer movies released, both 
in theaters and on streaming on the same day? I think we're going to go back to that theatrical first model heading forward. It makes movies more coveted. Movie theaters were shuttered for much of the pandemic, forcing some to turn to virtual showings or rent out entire auditoriums. AMC Theaters, the country's largest movie theater chain, posted a loss of $4.6 billion in 2020. Now the company is looking for new ways to retain customers, investing in payment options like Bitcoin and even selling popcorn outside the theater as the industry looks to rebound in the year ahead. The movie theater experience has withstood every challenge that's come its way. It's a resilient business. People love going out to the movies. According to one projection, global box office numbers for next year could increase nearly 60% from 2021, but it would still mean we have to wait until 2023 to see a full return to pre-pandemic numbers when those numbers are expected to total more than 40 billion bucks. So heading in the right direction, but still a ways to go. Back yeah, to you all. No doubt variants permitting on all this stuff. Joe, thanks so much. We got Sing 2 on our radar right here. But like Kanto. <laughs> but movies like Spider-Man, yeah. you just got to see in the theater, right? It's a whole different experience than on like a small film. Have you gone back yet? No, not yet. Well, I'm, I'm excited for Spider-Man and I'm excited for the Tom Cruise film. Yeah, Back to the future. I can't yeah, wait. I can't there you wait. Go. Maverick returns. We'll have that as well. <laughs> Joe, thanks to you coming up. If you're feeling motivated on this Monday to swap those unwanted Christmas gifts for something you might prefer, we have everything you need to know to get out to get the most out of that return process. But first, this is today on NBC. This morning on today's Holiday Handbook, a more in-depth look at holiday returns. We know the spirit of the season, of course, is about giving and yeah. receiving. But what if you got a gift that just doesn't fit or simply was not right? Well, we've got you covered. Don't worry. Amy Brightfield is Health and Features Director at Better Homes and Gardens. Amy, good morning to you. Great to see you. Let's dive right in because we've got a lot of ground to cover here. So let's say you finally get the motivation to get off of your couch and return that sweater that didn't fit quite right. What is the best way to get the return process started? The best way is to know the deadline. So know how long you have to return it and take any information you have with you. If you don't have a gift receipt, you can call customer service. If you know the person, the name of the person who sent you the gift, but definitely also bring your ID because people are expecting, stores are expecting you to come with maybe nothing, but just bring your ID. And Amy, speaking of deadlines, a lot of retailers this time around are giving you a little bit of extra time, which is the benefit. What's the deal there? So usually they give you to the end of January. Lots of places are giving you to the end of January, to the middle of January. Like Amazon is giving you till January 31st. Macy's is giving you till the 31st. Best Buy is giving you only till the 16th. TJ Maxx, Marshalls and Home Goods is till the 25th. And then Kohl's is 180 days. And when wow. you see that number of days, though, you want to calculate that because sometimes it's 60 days. And then before you know it, that's February. Right. Yeah. So you want to make sure you calculate the extended time because it might not be as long as you think. 180 days sounds like a good amount of time. <laughs> That's a long one. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about something that you brought up initially, which is the paperwork. What if you don't have a gift receipt? What should you bring with you to the store? Definitely bring your ID and you could also call customer service ahead of time if you know the name of the person who sent you the gift and they could possibly look it up for you. And just make sure if you have an email notifying you that the present is coming, anything you have at all, but most of all, your ID. 
What are the benefits to actually going in store to do this? A lot of folks would rather kind of do it remotely if they could or drop it off at a UPS store, let's say. But going in store, why does that benefit you? So we get to talk to a real person, and especially if you don't have any documentation of if you don't have a gift receipt or anything, it's always better to talk to a person. A, lot, a little charm goes a long way. <laughs> and also you get the return immediately. And if you want to exchange it, you can browse. If you don't feel comfortable going in the store, lots of places are offering curbside pickup. But the big benefit is that you get the refund immediately or you get to exchange it immediately and you get to talk to a person, which makes it all more smooth. Amy, let's say you're just more comfortable doing this from the comfort of your couch. What are the upsides and downsides doing returns online? So the upside is you're the upside is that you it's all one stop. So you're going to have to pack everything up and bring it to the post office. So it's one stop and you just you don't need to go into you can only go into the post office and some places again are, are providing curbside pickup. So but online it might be harder to get the return, especially if you don't have a receipt or any documentation of the present. So you want to if you don't have any documentation, you probably want to go in and it's easier. It's easier to talk to someone in person, really. And Amy, one of the biggest changes these days is this third option that I think a lot of folks are still not really familiar with, which is the ability to return in-person things that you purchased online. Mm. Right, and that's a great that's a great option, especially like J. Crew and Taylor. Lots of stores can offer that, and you get the refund right away instead of having to mail it back nice. and then wait for the refund to come to you. What if you feel uncomfortable about making returns? You just don't want to do it. What are your other options, Amy? So there's there's another option where you can certain stores are offering curbside pickup so you if you don't want to go in you can also mail it back you can also do a gift exchange you can donate it especially this time of year if you've got coats or sweaters or clothes donating them is a great option you can do a gift swap there's a trade groups called buy nothing on social media. There's lots of things you can do with presents that you don't want to give back. You can re-gift them, but be careful because <laughs> you don't want to end up giving back the same gift that someone gave you. But donating them is really a great idea. Such great advice all around. And I think you're right. Donations always appreciated this time of year. Amy, great to see you. Thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. And coming up next, you. Chef Brad Leone gets his inspiration and some of his ingredients directly from nature. He's cooking up a tasty meal dish with fresh maple syrup. Yum. Mm. But first, this is today that on looks NBC. At the UPS store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Hello, parents, homeschoolers, and teachers. Trusty narrator here from the Who Smarted podcast. Our 15-minute episodes are perfect for car rides, bedtime, break time, class time, or any time. We make learning science and history fun and funny for 7 to 11-year-olds with new episodes every week. Look for Who Smarted on any podcast platform or at whosmarted.com. And teachers get a free subscription to our ad-free version by clicking educators at whosmarted.com. 
All right, now the good stuff. We're back now with today <laughs> food here this morning. Chef Brad Leone, who just released his first cookbook, Field Notes for Food Adventure from Fishing to Fire and even Fermentation. Brad shares unique recipes inspired by his outdoor adventures. Brad, congratulations and welcome to you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. You know, today we're going to be cooking from my book here, Field Notes for Food Adventures. Like you were saying, it's a culinary adventure of the Northeast. And, um, you know, just encouraging people to cook more, get outside, forage, hunt, uh, grow food, just cook for friends, you know, and uh, and just be you and express yourself through food. So, so Brad, of today course, we're we've, all, doing, we've all heard of Cliff yeah, Notes, yeah. right? Don't tell my high school English teachers, but Field Notes <laughs> for Adventure. Was that sort of what inspired you to help people think outside the box? No, I want you to read the actual full book on this one, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, totally. Um, you know, it's just more just, yeah, just being able to capture an experience and a journey and then being able to share in it with people. You know, this book took about two years to make and, uh, and you know, and it was it was a COVID baby in a sense. So it, was, it had its challenges to go with that. Well, but I'm we... super proud of it. And, and today we're going to be making a recipe out of the maple chapter. Yeah, um, tell us what you is... have, Brad. What are you making for us today? Yeah, so we got a pork tenderloin, okay? And, uh, you know, I blame the 90s and late 2000s for, for giving it a bad reputation as the other, <laughs> as the other white meat because <laughs> it shouldn't be. And as you can see here, it's got, a, it's got a nice red, pinkish hue to it. And it can even get much darker than that. And, you know, this chapter is based around maple syrup, which we shot up in upstate New York. And, uh, but for this one, we're going to be doing it on a pork tenderloin and um, just searing it off, cooking it off nice, and then doing it with some shallots that are going to be glazed with a little bit of maple syrup and some butter, a little Fresno hot chili in there. Ooh. And then if you have some greens, you can wilt them out in that. And uh, it's just a really great way to eat pork any day of the week. It comes together super fast. And when it comes to meat, any type of meat, I always tell people, put salt on it a day ahead if you can, at least a few hours. Let it sit. Let it kind of wick off some of that moisture mm -hmm. so you get a nice crust on there. And then also let that salt, that sodium penetrate all the way through the meat so you get a seasoned, juicy uh, protein when, mm -hmm. when you're cooking it. Hey, Brad, let me ask you a question. You always hear people say you got to have that meat at room temp before you uh, get going. Is that is that the case here? Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a great tip that you brought up. So, I mean, if that meat's ice cold in the middle and then you throw it in the hot pan, it's going to cook a little unevenly. So what I do is, yeah, I let it sit out for about an hour, two hours, room temperature, let it temper, as we like to call it, and, uh, <laughs> and just let it kind of come up to a not-so-refrigerator temperature that's going to allow for a more even cook time. Um, so, yeah, good point. That's a good tip. Brad, so take it out, let it come to temperature for a couple hours, and then I got a nice cast iron here with a little bit of olive oil in there at a medium-high heat. I preheat that as well. Let that heat up to get, you know, cast iron, That's it's going to take – there's a lot of mass in there. There's a lot of cold iron, right? So you're going to want to let that get hot. That's going to take a few minutes. So when you drop the meat, I don't know if you can hear, but it should, be sizzling. Yeah, it should be sizzling already. You want to get in there to a hot pan, and you let that cook. And what's great about a pork tenderloin is that it's not, it's not super thick. You, right. know, you can cook it in, in 10, 15 minutes and just keep turning it. It's not like what uh, you know, I was taught when I was younger. You flip a steak or a piece of meat once. That's just... That's just not true anymore. Brad, you know, you can the, turn it around. Way, what's the best way to know when you're finished cooking that thing? I mean, do you just slice into it or is it going to, you know, how, how do you get a sense? Yeah, exactly. So, so this here, it should look something like this when you're done. Browned nice. up nice on all sides. Okay. And the way I like to do this recipe is I'll cook it to where it's still, it's a little medium. Right. And, you know, pork can be eaten like that, especially nowadays. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to cook it until it's completely well done anymore. <laughs> 
So I cook it till it's about medium, and then I let it rest for a little bit. And then I'll slice it, return it back to the pan where I just have some shallots cooking, mm. some shallots mm. and some Fresno peppers, which I'm going to add. I bet it smells real add, good in there, Brad. <laughs> it does not smell bad. <laughs> I'm just going to add a little, little bit of butter to the shallots and the... And then I have just some garlic and some Fresno chilies wow. yeah. and uh, some scallions that I added in there. You could, at this point, you could add collard greens, mustard greens, and I like to just add that all to it. Let Looks that kind awesome, of melt. Brad. Brad Looks works delicious. the camera. I love you, that. You sure do. Yeah. Brad, I have to say, pork is one of my favorites, so I cannot wait to try this recipe. But you use maple syrup with it. Why do you do that? Yeah. Get the good stuff if you can. This is from right down the road from my house. And, uh, you know, it's like there's a lot of maple out there, but it's not all really that great you know so if you can or if you have access to it you know that's what the chapter of the book was about was just celebrating this wonderful mm. you know really candy from nature uh and it's such a great you know like pancakes and breakfast you know that's the obvious right but if you can add it to a, a sweet application instead of adding you know refined sugar or or whatever i mean that's you know honey works well too but i like to add a little maple syrup and the butter and let it get in there and just kind of melt mm. and get real nice and saucy and while that does its little thing there, I'll slice up the pork real quick. I add that to the shallots with the maple and the butter. Let it, you know, toss the coat, and then boom, right on the right on the plate like We're that. We're gonna be right I over. Serve it right in the. Yeah, <laughs> I wish. Ne there are three next of time us. we'll do Set it in person. Set the table for four, Brad. We'll be right over. Brad, we appreciate <laughs> you, and thanks for uh, wetting everybody's palate on this. Yeah, uh, yeah thanks, December Brad. Morning, we appreciate it. Ah, yeah, delicious. Ah, That's a perfect I can't cut. wait to try it. For all Brad's cool. recipes and much more, head over to today.com/food, and be sure to pick up a copy of Brad's cookbook. Again, Field Notes for Food Adventure. That's out right now. I am ready for breakfast. My Me goodness. Too, I know. <laughs> All right, Jacob, we did save a little bit of time. We got birthdays. Celebrate some birthdays. We sure did. Let's spin those Smucker's jars to see who is hitting a big birthday milestone this morning. First up, happy 100th birthday to Donald Daly, an active guy from Mount Air, Iowa. He walks a mile every single day. Rally Goodwin is from Auburn, Georgia. Coming up next, this people's person is also celebrating 100 years. He served in the Air Force for more than 30. And sir, we salute you for your service. Happy 102nd birthday to Dottonella Gilbert. This proud matriarch is from De Leon Springs, Florida. She's known as Grand Ma'am to everybody in the neighborhood. And how about Sister Mary? Marionette Call of Scranton, Pennsylvania. She's 100. She worked at a Catholic university until retiring at 85 years old. And then there is Edward Connor Sr. from Detroit, Michigan. This former track and field star is the big 100. His friends nicknamed him Rabbit because of his speed. Quick guy and a very, very happy 76th anniversary to Matthew and Jeanette Thomason wow. of Marietta, Georgia. Aww. They say the secret to a long and happy marriage is to never go to bed angry, which of course none of us ever do. And as a reminder, if you guys have a loved one celebrating a big milestone, let us know at today.com slash celebrates. Oh, that is Always so fun so to great. spin the yes. smockers job. Great advice, Jacob. Legendary. Thank you for that. Coming up in our third hour, what's being done to protect Scotland's iconic castles from climate change. And then on Hoda and Jenna, we're taking you on a tour of two of the world's most beautiful cities.